We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Fun factoid for you today. Patrick Mahomes currently leads or at least has the best odds to win the NFL's MVP award. Not a surprise to anybody around Kansas City and something I will definitely be baiting my guy Brett Coleman here in this episode of KCS and Update to get his thoughts on Patrick Mahomes being the greatest football player to ever live. This is your Daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel, founder of KCSN and former Chiefs insider and reporter. Like I said, it's Wednesday, and we bring Brett Coleman on every Wednesday to get his thoughts uh, on the key matchups and what's going on, not just with the Chiefs, but across the NFL, and, and tease a little bit or at least give educate us all a little bit on the upcoming matchup that the Chiefs have. And they've got a familiar team uh, this week with – uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, or what's left of the Los Angeles Chargers with all of the injuries that they are dealing with right now. they have It is a long and very distinguished uh, injury report uh, for the Chargers right now. They might be getting some key guys back, and we'll definitely talk about that. But before we bring on Brett, quick word, just like we always do from our friends over at DraftKings, help us pay some bills. All right, NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win, get $200 in free bets if they do. And check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. My personal favorite are the anytime scores. Talk to a lot of people. They're fun. You can do across the NFL, and you always feel like you got a shot uh, for a guy to, to break a big one and get, uh, get in the end zone for you. So uh, with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to in betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code KCSN and place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
All right, let's bring on my guy, Brett Coleman. Brett, it's always a pleasure. You can find Brett on Twitter at Brett Coleman. You can find his YouTube channel, also named Brett Coleman. And you can find his work with our friend of the friend of the network, EJ Snyder at Bootleg Football. They got a YouTube channel. They got a podcast. You're just a little bit of everywhere with your Rob Lowe NFL hat. I had to, I had to get that in there. I originally bought it. I I bought it for the the Halloween costume, but it's actually like an extraordinarily comfortable hat. So I just like wear Uh it all the time now. It just fits nicely. I like it. It fits you well because you gotta you gotta talk about all the teams. You're you don't just cover one team. You kind of watch them all uh, with what's going on. And uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of Chiefs Chargers, what's coming up? I uh, saw your tweet just basically telling Twitter to calm down and and have very nuanced discussions, which is not the place <laughs> to have nuanced discussions. And I just want you to go ahead and admit that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest football player to ever live. Better than oh Tua, better than Tyreek. See, that's that's what's so funny is like that was the context of the tweet for anybody Chiefs, listening. Chiefs fans are Chiefs fan. Well, not so a lot of people that listen to KCSN. I don't I don't consider them like normal fans because they're like a more yeah. educated bunch. Thank but you. But God, you wander on NFL them. Twitter or NFL TikTok, <laughs> anything like that, and and you would think that there's only two players on a football field every Sunday. Like last time I checked, there's there's more to uh, being a Super Bowl caliber team than having the best quarterback, and I think that you know honestly my 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 problem with the lack of nuance around the discussion mm-hmm. between Tua and Mahomes is like people we we it's like we can't appreciate how great Mahomes is unless we consider everybody else garbage, and, and we almost like yeah. lose track of the fact that an eight point five out of ten is still pretty damn good even when they're in the presence of an actual ten, and yeah. just because you know there are certain things that Pat Mahomes does better you know, in terms of being able to run around and get out of pressure, you know, make throws on the move. Um, like th- there are some aspects to his game that Tua just physically can't do. There was a, a even, you know, stuff static from the pocket. There was a throw we made uh, this week against Jacksonville that I posted a little short on where they did what we talked about last week, where it's like, okay, we doubled Kelsey and man coverage and make him go beat us with everybody else. Well, he threw a gorgeous, far hash slot fade 42 yards down the field with pressure in his face and, and punished it with MVS. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. He's got that club in his bag. Like we know that we know he can do that. We know he's a perfect 10, but just because Mahomes can make that throw doesn't mean that Tua isn't having a phenomenal year. Cause when you look at what everything that Tua is doing, like they're, they're sixth in the red zone. He's got a six to one touchdown interception ratio. He takes care of the ball. Um, even though he has 120 less attempts than Mahomes, he's actually got more downfield throws, like in terms of like aggression percentage. And he's been really good at throwing the ball down the field. Um, I would say that his ability to throw fades, at least to the boundary side is just as good as Pat Mahomes, obviously the field fades doesn't quite have the same arm for it, but okay. So that's like one throw that Mahomes can consistently make more than him. It's not that big of a deal. So I I don't know. I just, I look at everything that Tua does from an accurate accuracy perspective and a decision-making perspective. And I see a quarterback who's a very solid, like 8.5 out of 10 that you can win a lot of games with and go on a lot of deep playoff runs with. And I think that it's perfectly acceptable to acknowledge the Dolphins as an elite offense, as an elite football team, as a legitimate threat to Kansas City, 
while also saying that Pat Mahomes is the MVP. I think that both things can be true. And there's a lot more than just two guys that are on the football field every week, especially guys that don't line up against each other. Like, the, you know, Mahomes is not out there covering two a man to man. So I think that we need to focus on when discussing these two teams, as they will inevitably probably meet in the playoffs, we should focus on the other 20 guys. You know, what are the other matchups? How do they, you know, pass pro versus pass rush? schematically how do they handle each other how are they different like you look at run schemes and personnel groupings these are two wildly different football teams that's the stuff we should be talking about not is Tua as good as home <laughs> because who does that help we know so, he's not. <laughs> let me make sure i heard this correctly so you're saying once these two teams meet in the playoffs you're telling national media to not make the storyline about tyree kill Tua and patrick mahomes I, that's the, the offensive chiefs the Dolphins and Chiefs meet. You don't want that to be the conversation. And to go back to what you said, I completely agree with you. I don't like the fact that, and I think all fan bases are like this. And obviously, we see it more. And I see it more because around Chiefs fans, I follow Chiefs fans. That if somebody nationally gets up, and and there are people that that bait intentionally, oh, yeah. and they bait Chiefs Kingdom because they will give you engagement. If you stand on a national platform and you say Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the NFL, or if you rank your top five quarterbacks and Patrick Mahomes wasn't on any of the lists, which was egregious, which is just they're baiting you for engagement. And guess what? You give it to them every single time and And, you engage with it. You do those things. And then it tells all the social media people to keep doing this stuff. And then you wonder why it keeps happening. I'm asking them not Ah. to take the bait because it's low hanging fruit. And we're better than that. Yeah, it's you know, it is cool gonna, to announce. Josh Allen is a phenomenal quarterback, and it is okay yeah. to say that. It is okay for some for people in Buffalo to say, "I'd rather have Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes." That's our guy. I completely understand that. My point and why I wanted to talk about this with you is anybody who's making the comparison of those two players, Tyreek Hill is the most explosive player to ever play in the NFL. Like that, it it's done. Like that's what it is. The fact that Mahomes is doing what he's doing, and you remove him, it's not comparable. Like, and you you're not making that point, but that's it for me. If you needed any more proof outside of Kansas City and all the doubt and all that stuff, you took away the most explosive player, and he leads the NFL in yards. He leads in touchdowns. He's still on pace to break every record. They have the highest scoring offense in the league. And yes, it's not just because of Mahomes. It helps that he has Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes went to another team. He'd still be a very good quarterback. Do I think he'd be setting the league on fire and breaking every pace record through 75 career games? Honestly, no, I don't. I think Andy Reid and the coaching staff gets a whole hell of, they should get a lot more credit for bringing Mahomes along to being the position that he is right now. But yes, there is nuance. As long as it ends with Patrick Mahomes, the greatest player ever, I don't think you're going to get a lot of upset Chiefs fans talking about your content there. I, I will say that he is my pick for MVP because I think the Titans game is a great example of like pass pro ain't there and he's having to do a lot like by himself that Tua hasn't had to do. Um, like you look at even just, I actually pulled up the numbers. Um, you look at total pass attempts where a quarterback has moved off their spot and they're under pressure. Mahomes is at 90 already. Two is at 25. Like that's there, – there's been a lot of, of, of throws within the Miami offense that are, are off play action or it's quick game or it's bootlegs, you know, stuff that hasn't exposed him to as many life-threatening situations as the Chiefs have done to Mahomes. 
And so I, I would say that, yeah, Mahomes has been more valuable because they have put him into so many life-threatening situations and they're still winning and winning convincingly. But I just don't feel comfortable faulting Tua for that. And I'll give, I'll give an example. Because I didn't fault Mahomes when he had Tyreek and Kelsey and they were scheming up all this stuff at the goal line mm-hmm. to manufacture touchdowns. I didn't fault Mahomes for that. I didn't fault right. Mahomes for having Reed scheme things up and Tyreek take a slant 80 yards and Kelsey making stuff up as he went along and being a, yeah. Like if, if I can't fault Mahomes for being supported by that cast from 2018 to 2021, I don't, I don't think I can fault Tua for it. Yeah. I don't feel like a massive hypocrite. You wait long enough. The NFL analysis comes back around. I was a big Geno fan and I have called myself out for this multiple times so far this year uh, and going into this year with all of the hype around Justin Herbert that I was very much in that draft, that camp of, I did not want Tua in the division. I did I did not care if Justin Herbert went to the Chargers. Like, keep Tua away from the Chargers. And then when it worked out the way that it did, I'm like, I'm okay with this. And then Herbert starts off hot. And so, like, I was a Tua fan. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm going to like the tweets that I see where Chiefs fans are, like, making fun of, like, Tyreek as nine yards of separation and then he's catching a 50 50 contested ball because it's a little underthrown. Yeah. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to hit the like button, but I will say this about Tua outside of the chiefs, because we take this stuff personally and all of this shit that was being talked this off season about, Oh, they're not going to win the division. They're going to finish last in the division. These are national media people. These aren't just Twitter trolls that are saying this, that we're reacting to this stuff is, was everywhere after the Tyree trade and what happened in the division and all that that the Chiefs as a whole and all the slander that they were getting this offseason, the only one that I can really remember, like, or that I could tell you right now, had the same amount of slander was Tua. And so, like, I completely get, he has every right to pound his chest and be like, you were talking so much trash. And that way they're kind of connected. Can you remember, do you, who else is in that conversation of had so much shit being talked on them and playing pretty well? Maybe the Vikings because of the season they're having, like Kirk Cousins, maybe. Yeah, I, another I, chain I on say, like uh, Jalen Hurts would be another one. Like okay. nobody believed in in Jalen Hurts, nobody believed in Kirk. Um, and and it's funny because before this season, I picked, uh, I picked the the Vikings to win the division. I picked the Chiefs to win the division. I said the Dolphins were a playoff team and that it was absolutely going to work with Tyreek there, and people shouldn't freak out. And I had Jalen Hurts as a first-round pick when he was coming out in the draft and, and said that he should have gone to New Orleans and been Drew Brees' heir apparent. Gonna host so, like, I'm feeling pretty good. Point. Yeah, you're going to host our gambling show before the end of the season, <laughs> Brett, just putting all my money on whatever you have to say. And yeah, maybe the no, Giants, football's and Dable and what he's done. Huh? And Dable with the Giants and yeah. what he's doing with Daniel Jones and that crew. Like, there have been two, I guess there's more. There's a few more people that fit in that. But Tua got slandered hard. Uh, and so did the Chiefs. It, and now everybody's going to be like, well, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like, no, 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 no. Go back to like March, April when all this stuff was going down uh, with the trades and the Tyreek and all that stuff. Like, it was it was bad. And so My general I'm mindset, not going to forget that. When it comes to KC, because this was probably like the one off season where everybody's like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, when it comes to Je- KC, my general mindset was, and I, I took this approach when I picked them to win the division, until they prove they're dead, they're not dead. Like, as far as I'm concerned, halfway through last year when they were left for dead and they still came back and, and made that run, like, I, I I won't believe that Kansas City is, quote-unquote, out of it 
until they're home ever. <laughs> like they are the one franchise, like they're, they're the new Patriots to me. You know how like every single year, you know, the Patriots start at, like two and two in September and everybody's like, oh, this is the year. And then they'd rip off like eight straight wins. Like Casey's the same way for me. Like I don't even care yeah. until we get to Halloween. That hope that happened think. last year. She started two and three. They started struggling and everybody yeah. wanted everyone fired. And Anthony Hitchens said, you know, fan base kind of toxic. And then Tyron Matthew jumped on and then fans just attacked them. I was like, they're right. <laughs> like you are being toxic. You're telling everyone to get fired because they had a little bit of a slow start in the golden age of chiefs football. We can't give them a little bit of grace. Uh, it's not like they went six and 11 and didn't make the playoffs. Like they started a little bit slow. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. But, yeah. All right, let's, we can do this all day but we should probably uh get into the football stuff get your thoughts on chiefs jags before we move on and, and preview the chargers game a little bit um what stood out to you in the game that the chiefs won last week uh 27 17 over the jags uh well uh, as i alluded to earlier mahomes hit some throws that that <laughs> i think proved to some dcs around the league uh play one double on 87 at your own peril um is he going to be able to hit those to MVS every single week? Well, I think he can make the throw. Will MVS catch it every single week? I guess we'll see. But at least putting it on tape of like, hey, I don't care if it's third, third and seven and and I'm throwing this far hash, like I'm yep. that dude. I can do that. I think it I think it helped to kind of put things in future defensive coaches' minds of like, ooh, that's a little risky for us now. Cause ugh. two of the touchdowns. That I, yeah. I did the break. So if you're listening to this, go and either listen or watch the breakdown with Matt Castle and Matt Hamilton as they break things down. Uh, I know what they're talking about because I edit all their videos <laughs> with all the graphics and everything on top of them. And they're two of the plays that they're going to break down are Kelsey in the red zone is being bracketed. He's being double covered. The Noah Gray touchdown was a good example of Kelsey's getting all the attention. And then the Kadarius Tony one uh, where he's hopping along the sideline like he was bracketed. They were they were selling out for Kelsey. The safety's just staring him down, uh, trying not to get let him get inside. But um, yeah, I 
the throws he makes, his highlight reel, like he makes some really difficult things look easy. But let's talk a little bit about Kadarius Tony because that was one of the top storylines coming out of this. And I think the most optimistic Chiefs fans are basically saying, I told you so. And everybody else is like, well, I just wanted to make sure he's got to stay healthy and all those kinds of <laughs> things. But, but damn, it wasn't a bunch of packaged plays. Like he was doing a lot of different things and they found some creative ways to get him the ball. Yeah, they, they gave him a carry that he ripped off for 30, which we've always known that he could do that, but it was nice to see them get that involved. Um, yeah. You know, throwing jump balls into double coverage down the boundary and watching him come down with it, which we, we saw him do that in New York a couple times where they gave him, you know, some red zone opportunities and you go up and sky over people because he does have really good ball skills. Um, the thing that really entertained me about that clip is, I don't know if you saw it, where he adjusts his gloves oh, yeah. while running mm. the route. And I'm like, okay. It's some moxie. Like, I don't know dude. whatever word you use for it. but <laughs> yeah. man, so, it's... I don't know. That, that, I think, that game was, it wasn't the statistic statistical coming out party for Kadarius Tony, no. but it showed that it's coming. It's yeah. absolutely dude, coming. He had 90 yards on six touches. Like, are you telling I didn't well, over that's, under that's, with Nate Taylor. Is, I think I think we're gonna get a buck fifty pretty soon here. Oh, I didn't over under with Nate Taylor on uh, on our Tuesday KCSN updates, and I'd asked him right after the trade, and like, what do you, what is your over under at 300? 300 all purpose yards or all scrimmage yards from scrimmage uh, for Kadarius Tony right after the pick was made or right after the trade went down. And he was like, depends on health. If somebody else gets banged up, I'm going to say slightly under. And so I brought him back on. I played the clip for a date and I was like, do you want to adjust what you said? Cause technically McColl got hurt and then Tony got some more snaps, but we saw what he did when he got the ball in his hands and pretty electric, uh, pretty, pretty fun to watch. They didn't trade to not use him, you yeah. know, like they need somebody with his skill set, especially when teams are going to try to just bracket Kelsey and say, go beat us with everybody else. They showed they could beat them with MVS and with yeah. Tony. And um, unfortunately, Juju got hurt. Is he, is he okay? By the way, he's in the concussion protocol. We won't know anything uh, until Wednesday. And even then he's not going to talk to the media. He's going to be going through protocol. And so uh, I don't know. Normally they don't put a lot of, um, you know, coach Reed will talk to the media, um, you know, later on Wednesday and, I don't know if we're going to find anything out before Friday. It's just going to be a lot of we'll see because uh, you don't know when you're going through those. You can't, you know, yeah. it's not like an ankle where things are progressively getting better. You have to basically go through all these checkpoints throughout the process. The way he went down, uh, this goes back to the two injury earlier and not going to be hypocrites to it. And talked about it earlier this week as well. Uh, player goes down and I, I can't think of the, the medical term when they like kind of lock up the when they get a concussion. Response. The fencing yeah. response. It's like an automatic, like they don't play the next week. Like no yeah. matter what they do, like I'm, I will have absolutely no issue if they just hold them out for an extra week. If they put them out there, I'm going to trust that uh, Rick Burkholder and their staff, great with players. Rick is one of the, the thought leaders in the NFL athletic trainer space. Uh, and so they're well taken care of in that way. But uh, when you see that, it's scary. And it goes way beyond football and the impact that they're making. You forget that these guys are human uh, and going out there and playing a very violent sport. Uh, and you hate to see that stuff. And, you know, considering considering they do have Tony, mm-hmm. I don't think they're desperate for Juju to be on the field. So I also would like to err on the side of caution. Even if he clears yeah. protocol, I would I would like to see him really – 
you know, get, yeah. get some time to come back from it. Um, and as, as banged up as the charges are, and they don't make decisions because of who they're playing. This has a hundred percent to do with Juju's health and whether he plays or not. It's not about yeah. the matchup where they need him, but for all the rest of us, um, that aside, chargers are so banged up right now. I don't know what they're going to have out on the field. If Mike Williams, Keenan Allen can't play the rest of their teams on IR, they just lost two more guys. Uh, Covington and Agbayani uh, went on seizing ending IR. So uh, they are very, very banged up, but I am kind of hoping he doesn't play uh, just because the scariest thing could happen. He goes out there and takes another hit and goes down. And then it's the two situation again. It's like, why is he out there? There was a that semi-related. Uh, speaking of the Chargers injuries, um, there was a tweet from Alex Katzen, and he said at the conclusion of Chargers Niners, the Chargers were missing RB two, mm-hmm. wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver four, TE one, TE two, LT one, RT one, um, defensive lineman one, DL four, DL five, edge one A, edge three, CB one, kicker one, and kicker two, and also. Justin Herbert's still playing through that rib injury. So mm. Chargers are like a third of a football team at this point. Yeah. I, this is not the game that – not that you would ever risk Juju haphazardly, but like this is not the game for the coaching staff to press for him to be on the field. Like right. I even And for the player. And for the players, a lot of it would be up to him and how he's feeling and a lot of the, the tests. They try to take it as much out of the players as they can, but – We've all been around these guys. They're wired to play. You know, they've been yeah. like, they're going to play if you give them that option. That's why you got to step in and kind of protect themselves. Uh, yeah, that's protect what I'm saying. Even themselves. if he clears it, like but, Juju's going to want to play if he clears it. And yeah. I think, I think they'll just say no. Yeah. I don't think we'll have a definitive answer. Even for, even if they don't plan on playing him, they're not going to say that. Like, there's no benefit to the Chiefs coming out if they know he's not going to play and saying he's not going to play. Hey, Chargers, don't worry about game planning for him. Uh, there's no reason to give that kind of information out. But while we're talking about uh, fun tweets that we see, I'm going to pivot here a little bit. Uh, I saw this one from Field Yates. It said, tight end, it was, it was a graphic, said, tight end troubles. It said, the nine tight ends selected in the top 100 of NFL fantasy drafts. Mm-hmm. Number one, Travis Kelsey. Leads tight ends in targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Next. Right. <laughs> Mark Andrews, out since week eight with a shoulder injury. Kyle Pitts, 23rd among tight ends in routes run. George Kittle missed two games with a groin injury. Darren Waller, out since week five on IR with a hamstring. Dalton Schultz, played in just six games with a knee injury. TJ Hawkinson, traded to the Vikings. Dallas Gettert will miss extended time with a shoulder injury. And Zach Ertz, now out indefinitely with a knee injury. And Field Yates's uh, note on it said, the lesson from this graphic may be simple. Always Travis Kelsey. Well, it's been like that for what half a decade at this point, more yeah. than that. Even <laughs> it's basically been like yep. for the last eight years, like just draft Kelsey and, and profit. What what I found interesting was um, two weeks ago, Cole Komet did not have a receiving touchdown. And mm. as of halfway through the bears game this week, he tied Andrews for second among tight ends with five touchdowns. Mm. That's, that's where we're at with the tight end market where Cole Komet can go from like TE 30 to TE five in two weeks. Yeah. Noah Gray is probably up there in like the tight ends rankings just because of all the plays that he's made. Jody Fortson's made some yeah. plays like Chiefs he got might actually Chiefs out spread it around a little bit. Considering the touchdowns, I wonder if Noah Gray's close to Kyle Pitts. 
Maybe. Oh God. That would have been a take going back to fantasy. Uh, <laughs> I'll look that I'll start to look that up. We'll get you uh, set up for this. What I know they're banged up, but uh, again, give us the lowdown on for the chargers offensively. What do they really like to do? What, what stresses do they like to put uh, on defenses and where should, you know, the chiefs focus or fans focus kind of be on when they're watching the game, what the chargers like to do, how the chiefs can slow them down. Uh, it's heavily leaning into the quick pass game um, mainly because they, don't especially with you know their their guys out they don't have anybody that can really stress the field at all you know they might get a couple schemed up shots every now and then to deandre carter they might get him up the seam or on a deep cross they hit him early uh in, in last week's game on a deep cross where herbert made a ridiculous throw because uh, he can do that but they really don't stretch the field at all because they're not capable of stretching the field at all. They just don't really have the weapons to do it. So it's a lot of quick and intermediate throws. Uh, they'll get the running backs involved. They call endless amounts of curl routes at the sticks. I would imagine that we're going to see uh, Spags you know, have his DBs sitting on a lot of stuff underneath. Um and really not worrying about, about deep balls at all. I would probably think this is going to be like a mostly either cover three or like a little bit of quarter, quarter, half if we if they go into trips. But anything two by two, I think they're going to be in cover three and just say, hey, just sit on this stuff because they're not going to go deep. They're really not. So, you know, maybe yeah. um, if we're playing tight to it underneath and we can get some defensive line hands up, tips and balls, get some turnovers that way. Like I, I think it's going to be mostly zone, mostly mm. like really playing it close. Um, mm. And then, you know, hoping the deep, hoping, you know, Jones can either get a sack or get his hand up, generate some tip ball turnovers that way. And if you give, you know, a couple extra pe- possessions to this offense, they're going to, yeah. they're going to cruise. So that's what I would do at least. Yeah. And high level on this, on the other side of the ball. Uh, for what they like to do defensively again banged up we know that uh, what does they like to do schematically uh, where can you attack what they like to do you know they kind of have to play single high structures now uh, a because even before their defensive line injuries they couldn't stop the run but especially with Ogbonia being out for the year with a ruptured patella Christian Covington's out for the year now like they got nobody left so you kind of can't stop the run with their leftover defensive line talent without bringing an extra guy down like they they can't do what staley wants to do and they really haven't been able to do it all year of like hey we're going to start in middle field open structures and then either rotate down or play quarters and then trust our defensive line to just spill everything outside for the safeties to clean up like that's what they want to do but they haven't been able to do it even since staley arrived and they definitely can't do it now so i would expect a lot of cover three especially on early downs uh which for me means you know, see if we can scheme up some shots there on early downs. Um, not that, uh, not that the Chiefs like run the ball a whole lot, but um, I do think that they might try to establish it early with Pacheco, and then if they can, you know, Chargers can't stop the run, so if they can establish it early and then scheme up like a, a kill shot with MBS or with Tony or something like that against Cover Three, which we know they love to do anyway. I could see that kind of being the game plan. Honestly, yeah. this might just be the game where where Pacheco gets twenty carries. Like it's bound to happen eventually. This might be the one yeah. matchup wise and game flow wise. 
Yeah, and it would make sense, obviously, with Juju and whatever's going on in that system. And you get Kadarius Tony again involved in the mix and in doing things that can be creative ways to get him the ball without having to put a lot of stress on Mahomes or the offensive line. Um, it's a bad situation for the Chargers, and the game got flexed. And so it's in, on Sunday night football. And so this one will be in prime time. All right, I went through, I uh, had time to find it on ESPN's uh, fantasy uh, tight ends list. Uh, Kyle Pitts does have more fantasy points than Noah Gray. Uh, Kyle Pitts says like 47 and Noah Gray is like 36. Uh, it's totally not that average. far off. Excuse me. 26. Okay. 26 to <laughs> Noah Gray is basically averaging three point. three fantasy points a game. And Kyle Pitts is averaging 4.3. So not, not too far, but not too uh, far. Not yeah, too Kyle, far. Kyle Pitts is, is, is down there. They're both Way down, down there. there. That's Noah Gray down there with Foster Moreau, Jelani Woods, Darren Waller, although he's been banged up. OJ Howard. Um, oh God. Oof. That's just horrific. It's a tough, it's a tough place to invest in your fantasy team. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Brett, to wrap this one up, can we get uh, some expectations? What do you what do you think's going to happen on Sunday night when the Chiefs travel out west uh, in L.A. to take on the Chargers? If this was full strength on full strength, I, I think it would have been a epic Titanic showdown. Um, unfortunately, that is not the case for either team, but especially mostly for the Chargers. Um and so I fully expect the Chiefs to, I don't even know what the line is, but it's probably pretty generous towards KC. I would fully expect KC to, to win this game. And if the line is anything over like four and a half. Six and a half. Ooh, that's tough. Oh, God. Over under is 50. 50 points total? I'd probably go under on the total but I'd take the chargers to cover if that makes sense. Cause I don't know. I feel like the, the defense and the run game for the chiefs, it's going to feel like a very non chiefs game. Cause I think it's going to be very like run game and defense oriented. Uh, not because um, not because they can't get the pass game going, but I just don't think they're going to have to. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's going to be Pacheco, Pacheco, Pacheco. Clyde didn't get any carries last game, which was interesting to me. I'm curious to see if maybe he gets more involved in the run game for this one, especially against this run defense. Um, but I, I kind of feel like 20 plus carries here in the run game. You know, we, we, we be efficient with the pass game. We take a couple shots here and there, get in the red zone, handle business, play defense, and then get on the plane and go home. That's kind of how I feel yeah. this game goes. 
they could blow them out potentially, but I don't necessarily think they're going to need to. I think they're going to control the game um, so much that, you know, maybe like nine possessions per team, which is fairly low, uh, and the Chiefs win by six. That seems fair to me. It could be a get-right game for the Chiefs offense. And I don't know how many times I've sat here and, and covering the Chiefs and covering Andy Reid for so many years, but like they're gonna get the running game going this week, and it just doesn't ever happen. If you can't uh, get the run game going against to. the Chargers, it, it, like I, this is this is the team to do. If you can't get against yeah. this team, like you're not going to. And that's why for this one, it's like they're so banged up that maybe you just focus on the offensive line this week. And Eric Bienemy talked about it a couple weeks ago is the best way to get better at rushing the ball is to run the damn ball. And like mm-hmm. actually practice and go out there and do it. Maybe this is the opportunity. Maybe those guys up front can kind of lick their chops and be like, you know what? We've been a lot of people have been saying a lot of things about the Chiefs offensive line this year, and this will be a focus on them to go out and get after people that they should absolutely uh, take care of business up front. It'd be a great opportunity for like you're like you said to Isaiah Pacheco uh, to get some carries and get that running game going. All right, Brett. Before we let you go, what uh, what are you working on now? What can Chiefs fans uh, expect to find on your channel, the bootleg channel? Uh, what do you got to promote? Uh, so I'm working on a Tua film room right now. Uh, I promise I won't be talking about the Chiefs much <laughs> in it, um, but it'll be it'll be glowingly positive for both teams because I feel like they're on a, a collision course right now, which as a neutral fan is great for me. I fully expect there to be a playoff game in Kansas City with the Dolphins visiting. Um you know, whether it's in the divisional round or the AFC championship game, I guess we'll find out. But that that's kind of the matchup right now. So I'm going to talk about Tua and what he's doing well, um, you know, a check in on Tyreek and his usage. And, um, you know, I, I really do hope we get to see that game because, unfortunately, we're not going to get it during the regular season. But that's the one that's the one I want in January, because I think it's the two, or at least right now, at least the two best teams in the conference. Yeah, the NFL would love to see that matchup and to see that game. And I don't, I think there's a lot of players on both teams uh, that would love uh, to see that matchup and have those teams, you know, Tyreek would Tyreek, either them or the Titans, you know, it's going to be, I'd rather face Miami than I, we just, I'm tired of seeing Mike Rabel. (laughs) Give me Tyreek. Give me, give me another situation. I don't want you to sit through another Titans chiefs, slugfest uh, if you want to know how good of a coach Mike Rabel is you look at their point differential and then Mm. you look at their record like it's absolutely insane like the Raiders have a better point differential than the Chargers but the Chargers are like five and four and the Raiders are two and seven and the the Titans their point differential is horrible because they got blown out by the Bills and they're six and three Like that is such a well-coached team. They are winning games that they honestly shouldn't be because of Mike Vrabel. So yeah, if I was the chiefs, I wouldn't want to see them either because Mm -hmm. somehow, some way they always make life hard for you. Yeah. They win. Especially (laughs) in like the playoffs. Like I'm going to trust Mahomes. I just don't want to see it. I know what that's going to look like. And I don't want that kind of game. So anyway, appreciate uh, you, Brett. as always, for stopping by on this Wednesday episode of KCS and Update. We appreciate everybody for hanging out. We've got a lot of great content coming for you from KC Sports Network, uh, getting ready for that game on Sunday night. And there's a lot of places uh, you can get your Chiefs content. We appreciate you stopping here. It'd feel like uh, we offer the best collective perspective on the Kansas City Chiefs with former players, insiders, analysts, different people, different perspectives, all that stuff. Uh, Love what we got going on here. Love that you guys are supporting what we have going on. Let us know if you think it could be better uh, in the comment section of YouTube or um, shoot us an email. Hit us up on social. Let us know what you think. Uh, But we appreciate you for hanging out. We'll see you all next time.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 